0: First, I want to address those vapers out there who may have suddenly found themselves stampeding with the herd. And what I mean by that is a full hair on fire hysteria over COVID-19. The herd you are now running with was just a few moments ago apoplectic over an epidemic of teen vaping flavored vaping products and a mysterious disease that the U.S. Centers for Disease Control classified as a vaping-related lung illness. The hysteria over E-Valley nearly destroyed the U.S. and Canadian vaping industries last fall and could finish the job. As Canadian provinces begin to implement flavor bans and the U.S. marches towards an industry-killing PMTA deadline in early May. So if you are one of those vapers now running with the herd over COVID-19, this episode of Watch is for you And for those that need a little help to understand what's going on here, because vapers are uniquely equipped to help everyone get through this crisis. Folks, I I have to tell you, if there isn't every bone in your body questioning, uh, the public health authorities in this matter, then I don't know where you've been for the last nine months or the last five years, to be quite honest. But here at RegWatch, as you all know, Right. Over the past four years, our organization has dedicated the vast majority of its news coverage to issues around vaping, which includes vaping regulations, of course, and research, harm reduction, the anti-vaping movement, media hysteria and bias, and the divide in public health. There's a continental divide. One chunk totally sees vaping as a tool for harm reduction. The other side wants to burn society down to the ground. (laughs) No other organization and I mean this, has interviewed as many top public health officials and researchers than RegWatch. Now, what we're going to talk about tonight is the fact that it's the exact same people. It's the exact same people that perpetrated the lie that vaping kills, that the vaping-related lung illness was a thing, and we all know it wasn't a thing. It's the exact same people. Not just the same organization, the exact same people. The exact same people at the national level, at the state level or provincial level, at the local levels. The very same people just moments ago were preaching about the evils of vaping and using science to do it. Are the exact same people marshalling the herd in this hysteria over COVID. So, you know, for RegWatch, our job is to cover public health. And in doing so, we've uncovered many disturbing trends, which are now manifesting themselves in the COVID-19 hysteria. So first, allow me to state that the obvious thing here is that the Wuhan coronavirus is real, and it's from China. It spreads easily and causes illness and death, no doubt. In the small number of countries, it has ravaged life there for sure, and it must be a living hell. There is a covenant between citizens and public health whereby we relinquish and entrust our civil liberties to the state in return for physical safety and stability in times of global health crisis. The first tool to reach for in the public health toolkit to combat an emerging global epidemic should not be crashing the global economy, triggering trillions in government bailouts, and disrupting every aspect of daily life for billions on the globe. The propaganda emanating from public health, which has echoed lockstep, and more by the mainstream media, is blatant and overwhelming. How many headlines from Bloomberg, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, CBC, Globe and Mail, and The Guardian? Oh, sorry, that was taken from a vaping script that I wrote 3,000 times over the last five years. It's the same media. It's the same hysteria. So how many of these headlines have popped up on your phone To inform you that coronavirus will change the very way we live, work, shop, and travel forever. And let me use the the way that it's phrased when it comes across your phone. The coronavirus will change the very way you live, you work, you shop, and you travel forever. It's the new normal. That message has been out there now for about eight to ten days. And when it went off the rails at the end of last week, this weekend was brutal brutal. These messages should not offend, but frighten you into action. And that action should not be running with the herd. You need to be outside the herd. You're a vapor. You've always been outside the herd. Why? Why? Why would you deny everything that you understand about the people who have been trying to destroy what you believe is a tool that saves your life. It's the same people. You can't have it both ways. Vaping can't be a tool to save your life. And then the people who are trying to take that tool away from you are the same people that you're listening to with regard to COVID. At least you need to be skeptical. Public health's responsibility is not just to prevent illness and death. It is to do so while also protecting our economy, businesses, jobs, sense of normalcy and our way of life that's what public health is supposed to protect when we think of epidemic we think of disease ravaging through we're not asking them to save our lives if they're truncated and dulled and shut in to our homes and social distanced by uh, it's just unbelievable to even think that's not the covenant we have with public health so bluntly put protecting society and the infrastructure of Western civilization is of equal paramount, if not more, than saving every life. As sad as that might be, but the fact of the matter is, is that humans die <laughs> and our civilization is supposed to live on. Maybe the progressives have shattered uh, concepts you know, of history and tradition to the extent that The people who are caught up in this hysteria, the herd, right, um, don't understand the value of a society and its stability. Clearly, the left loves chaos. That is what they live for. And, of course, chaos brings change. And if you're a progressive left or if you're public health, even, right, change is good. So, look, public health has demonstrably failed in the regard of protecting our society. It's as simple as that. Now look, sickness spreads. That's true, but not all sickness is a disease. Another form of sickness is hysteria and the herd is infected with hysteria. So you'll have to forgive my deep skepticism over the speed with which the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the world's preeminent public health organization, lit the world's hair on fire over the Wuhan coronavirus which is from China. CDC decision-making and the motives behind the decisions must be examined in light of the recent evidence. What is some of that recent evidence? Well, first of all, you've got the teen vaping epidemic. In September of 2018, U.S. public health officials at the CDC and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration unleashed a massive disinformation campaign designed to convince the public there was an epidemic of teen vaping in the U.S., also to be picked up in Canada, which was massively effective. So when then-FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb made the announcement, he was explicit that teen vaping was a, quote, epidemic that posed a, quote, clear and present danger to youth and that the FDA would, quote, would not tolerate another generation to become addicted to nicotine. As we reported then and every day since, the use of the language of epidemic is grossly irresponsible, as it is an exact language that public health agencies use to justify drastic measures, such as social distancing, shelter in place, and quarantine. Let me be very clear here. There is no place outside of a linguistics department at a university that is more attuned to language than public health and most importantly, CDC i I can't hammer that home enough. the way in which that they pick over definitions, the way in which they maliciously use language and labeling uh, to stigma you know to stigmatize certain things we know that it, it's just they are the pros. they are the highest level of it. there's no doubt so they don't make mistakes when it comes to Picking words and language, right? They, they just don't do that. So when they decide to use the language of epidemic, that's a specific thing they're doing. And when it's false, and as we know, Dr. Ray Niera was just on our show a couple of weeks ago. He's the chair of the epidemic of epidemiology at New York University School of Global Public Health, Global School of Public Health. And I mean, outright, um, said that uh, epidemic cannot be used in the context of a behavior. But meanwhile, since September of 2018, it has just been a simple fact that there's an epidemic at teen vaping. So the language is corrupt, and its choice, its use by the CD- CDC is purposeful and corrupt. And the body part orgs that push this language, know that too. But the left uses language like a shotgun or maybe more importantly, like a sniper rifle. So if teen vaping was truly an epidemic that posed a clear and present danger to youth, obviously the next step would be a massive state mobilization to thwart its spread. No. It's an epidemic, isn't it? One would think Considering the massive amount of mainstream media coverage over the teen vaping epidemic that a real disease was poised to infect millions, didn't it? And every teen was susceptible to its ravages. Were they not? I mean, it's an infectious disease. That's what epidemics are. You don't have any choice. It's not you choosing to use. The FDA, who we're talking about here specifically because they spearheaded the epidemic, but it was driven by the CDC because you need to understand that those numbers that the FDA used—they were just, you know, they were embellished numbers cooked up by the CDC. Because all of the smoking data, the National Youth Tobacco Survey, and so forth, uh, and all of the reports on monitoring your future and everything else—it's all the Centers for Disease Control. It's all CDC. And in particular, the data that was used by then FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb, September 2018, wasn't made public. They bullied Juul, they, they disrupted the entire industry, as you all know. And then that, that data didn't even get made public until into the new year in 2019. And it wasn't really fully available uh, to researchers until later that spring of 2019. And then we had our first pieces and reports coming out from researchers, the good ones, uh, talking about how it wasn't an epidemic, hardly. Like, not at all, can't even call it an epidemic, but it, it's, it was nothing. So through all of this, the FDA unleashed a multi-million dollar ad campaign at the exact same time that uh, they put out the that this is an epidemic of teen vaping. There's an epidemic spreading. Scientists say it can change your brain can release dangerous chemicals like formaldehyde into your bloodstream. It can expose your lungs to acrolein, which can cause irreversible damage. It's not a parasite, not a virus, not an infection. It's vaping. So you can uh, say it's not a parasite or it's not a virus. But while you're showing those images, come on. Well, we said it wasn't a virus, as we're showing a virus. We said it wasn't a parasite, as we show parasite. I'm sorry, but you can't get away with that. That is propaganda. That is pure propaganda. And, um, you know, that was 18 months ago, more than 18 months now. And why is our public health agencies lying and spending hundreds of millions of dollars To put people in the mindset of epidemic. Public health looks for pretexts to steal your liberty and to do harm. They look for pretexts to do that. So when they're out there pumping the epidemic narrative over something that's not a disease but a behavior, what they're doing is they're creating their own conditions of serendipity for creating an environment in which multiple pretexts could happen in which that they could take advantage of, which is what they did, as you know, in the vaping-related lung illness. We get to this point and we're like, yeah, oh my God, wow, they did that. And it was all epidemic, epidemic, epidemic. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then, and then pile on the fact, right, that we get hit with the vaping-related lung illness, which just blew everything apart. So I'm not going to get into more examples of the gargantuan amount of uh, misinformation and i mean we haven't even looked at any media coverage because there's just no point the mainstream media were pimping the teen vaping epidemic narrative um, and you all saw it and everybody who's not a vapor saw it every single person in the west saw it you know and we know that millions fell for it the teen vaping epidemic was a public health generated hysteria what many researchers and those of us who cover public health you know, know, we knew then, right, was that it was an entire manufactured hysteria, one that promoted an increase in teen vaping rather than to discourage it. In both US and Canada, the official youth vaping stats, as we know, provided by the CDC and Health Canada respectively, show that while there was an uptick in teen vaping over the past 19 to 24 months, the increase was due to curiosity and represented only one-time use over the past 30 days as opposed to regular use. I mean, that's critical. Actual rate of uptick in regular use by teens, as many preeminent epidemiologists have told RegWatch, is not terribly high or concerning. Consider the vastly higher levels of cannabis and alcohol use by teens. No reasonable person could follow public health's war on vaping and not come away with a clear understanding that public health and the mainstream media have no compunction whatsoever with regard to spreading misinformation, contorted data, and using the power of the state and its state-backed agencies to deceive and coerce the public in order to get their way. If you followed any of it, you gotta know that. Many readers may be wondering why all the fuss over vaping and then, well, indeed, as I mentioned, it's a life and death issue for millions. It's estimated that by the end of the century, one billion people will die due to smoking-related illness In the U.S., roughly 480,000 people will die each year. In Canada, that number is around 225,000 due to smoking. And you know that those numbers we've recently done coverage on that they might not even be true. So public health spent decades nudging and bullying smokers into trying to quit. And as a result, smokers were demonized, dehumanized, ostracized from polite society. If you smoked, there was something wrong with you and you better quit now. And smokers did quit, but they quit in their own way via a consumer-led movement that created nicotine vaping products. Many within public health, those in real power, detest nicotine vaping and refuse to accept it as a safer alternative to smoking. When discussing broken covenants, this is a big one. So if you're a vapor and unquestionably accepting what public health tells you about the Wuhan coronavirus because it's from China, you are a fool. That or you must not have followed a single development over these past seven months during the time when the CDC lied to the American public and the world over the potential cause of the mysterious vaping-related lung illness that sickened thousands and took the lives of many around 60. The illness was described by the CDC as a, quote, dangerous newly identified lung disease linked to vaping, close quote, for which the symptoms ranged from shortness of breath to fever and in some cases, a life-threatening lung infection. The CDC wasted no time in deploying the language of epidemic to refer to the growing number of cases of of lung illness as an outbreak of disease. Outbreak of disease. Defying basic definition and understanding of what constitutes an infectious illness. So, We know that pretty much everybody knew, including the CDC, highly likely, that it was the THC cannabis products, the tainted black market illicit vaping products that uh, had been spiked with vitamin E, likely by people who thought that it was okay to put that in there and it was a good cutting agent and everything was above board, right? So likely it was a a mistaken product product tampering. And as we said on, on August 23rd when the whole thing broke, when it broke that day and we had Dr. Ricardo Paloza on the show, who you know, huge researcher and that's, these people in public health are fantastic. You know, the researchers and stuff that conduct good science. Um, it doesn't need to be science that agrees with my position, but it needs to be science that stands up to being good science. I mean, I can read science that might have a position, an end conclusion that I find, you know, dismaying, right? But you have to accept that, but there's just no blind follow science and it's good researchers that know that. Dr. Pelosi is one of them. And um, man, um, I mean, already we knew that it was THC uh, product, and it was just simply a tainted product issue. But CDC didn't treat it that way. They took it as a, on a pretext. There was a pretext. They went, oh, we can conflate that with nicotine vaping products. Screw with the definition of e-cigarettes that we've had as long as there was e-cigarettes. And um, completely, totally uh, use this as a tool to try to institute vaping bans as high as you can go. And we know that by September 11th, they had reached the president of the United States and convinced him of the soundness of a national vaping ban. So, I mean, they did a fantastic job of convincing everybody that not only uh, the pod systems like Juul, but also open systems were responsible for the illness and death that was occurring from this mis- mysterious vaping-related lung illness. Try not to use the their sex word called e-Valley because that's just designed to... Uh, gloss over the fact that it's not a disease. They repeatedly pimped this message to the mainstream media, which the CDC did, and again, dutifully, the mainstream media propagandized CDC's narrative to the public and crashed the U.S. and Canadian vaping industries and triggered numerous bans on vaping products in states and provinces across the continent. It should be noted that the executive powers used by governments to unilaterally enact and enforce bans on vaping products are powers granted by public health legislation at the state and local levels. These actions, to restrict or prohibit access to vaping products for millions of vapers, they are the same pieces of legislation that are being used to strip civil liberties from Americans and Canadians over COVID. It's the same infrastructure It's the same legal tools and regulatory tools and executive powers. So please, if you're a liberty-loving vapor and you're all on your high horse about what public health has done to you and taking away your right to vape and this and that, it's the exact same infrastructure that they've unleashed on COVID. Why is it that more people now think that vaping is as harmful or even more harmful than smoking? That was like 2016, 17, and 18. By 2019, by the end of this year, it was people think it's as deadly or deadlier than smoking. That's how effective CDC propaganda is, right down to the bottom foot soldiers, you know, through all the platoons and everything. Public health speaks with one voice. It's a reassuring voice until they want to scare the world into a huge hysteria. And then it just sounds like CNN. So it gets astonishing that so many people would fall for this. The vaping related lung illness and the epidemic. But, you know, it's understandable since the CDC is the world's preeminent public health organization. Every other public health organization reveres the CDC around the world and dutifully follows CDC guidance on urgent matters of public health. So when the CDC purposely conflated what even they knew, because they knew that uh, it was THC, um, you know, we're kind of stuck. I don't know how you can join this herd. This herd is out to get you. Now, I know, I know, boy, do I know, Everyone wants to be liked by the left. No doubt. When I say left, I mean progressive left. Of course. They're the cool people. Not the jock cool kind of people. The cool, cool people. We know what they are. It doesn't even matter. Even if we don't think they're cool, they're telling you they're cool and they're bossing you around. They're the left. They own compassion. They own empathy. They own all that. Really? God, then the world is pretty bleak if their demonstrations of that and in this you know i lived through 911 for sure i mean i was in the us working in the us during 9 11 i started my big job in entertainment marketing on 9 11 <laughs> negotiated my job a couple days later i start my first day was 9 11. so i mean i i, I lived that as an American, in New York, L.A., and all over. I've been through all the viruses. (laughs) This is the greatest hysteria ever in mankind. The progressives have a choice to decide how long they're going to hold on to it. And that's where they're going to get really dangerous. The same agency that can't get a single freaking test out for COVID and is willing to pull the pin on Western civilization, right, is also the same one that when the vaping-related lung illness hit, it did not ask for a single test. Not a single test. So we're, what we're seeing here is within the course of 10 months, That's it. They've demonstrated this behavior twice. And uh, there's other occasions. They don't want to test. They don't care because they are not about science. They are about power. It is the progressive public health deep state. So vaping, you know they didn't test anybody. And they branded everything a vaping-related lung illness. You freaked out because of the injustice of that. Well, you should be having the same freak out here. Be outside the herd. Now, we have February 25th. February 25th. Less than a month ago. Just a little over three weeks ago. The CDC finally... Finally came out CDC states update CDC states update number of hospitalized E-Valley cases and E-Valley deaths as of February 18, 2020 68 deaths have been confirmed to 29 states and the district of Columbia. They listed all out. So everywhere is affected, blah, blah, blah. Due to due to continued declines in new E-Valley cases since September, 2019, (laughs) It's February twenty fifth. They already said back in January that you know that the the new cases were declined. You know, I wonder when the exact last new one is. Considering too that the CDC is the one that classifies what uh, goes into E right? So you could have been have you could have had a, a minor flu that was showing as a as a, some kind of a lung illness or a really bad cold or so many other things. If you were in that period of time going into a hospital presenting with such symptoms, you would have gotten classified as having E. Valley. Because it's not like they had a real test for it, because it wasn't a real thing. There was just, oh, glassy kind of things in, you know, your in uh uh your in your x-ray. So I mean there wasn't even like with COVID, there's something you could actually test. <laughs> So these people are corrupted. I mean, so here we are. Due to the continued declines in new E-Valley cases since September 2019 and the identification of vitamin E acetate as a primary cause of E-Valley, today's release is the final bi-weekly CDC update on the number of hospitalized E-Valley cases and deaths nationally. CDC will continue to provide assistance to states as needed related to E-Valley and will provide future updates as needed. So, this is on the 25th of February. I mean, that in and of itself just shocks me. The, you know, what is the sagacity? Is that the right word? Uh, for what they're doing here. I mean, it's just insane. This is like three weeks ago. So, what else happened three weeks ago from the CDC? On the exact same day. On the exact same day, I know that this is dated February 26, but it was actually the exact same day. This is the audio, tra- this is the transcript for the CDC telebriefing. On the exact same day, the CDC closed the book on Valley and lit the world's hair on fire over COVID. This is the day that the CDC did their telebriefing, which is a way that they propagandized to their supplicants in the media, the mainstream media, and they made the full case for shutting down Western civilization. In this country, there are more than 50 confirmed cases. Today, the Centers for Disease Control confirmed that a generalized outbreak is inevitable here. Quote, it's not a question of if this will happen, but when. Officials warned Americans to be ready for severe disruptions to their lives. Include dividing students into smaller groups or in a severe pandemic, closing schools and using Internet-based teleschooling to continue education. For adults, businesses can replace in-person meetings with video or telephone conferences and increase teleworking options. On a larger scale, communities and cities may need to modify, postpone or cancel mass gatherings. Disruption to everyday life may be severe. But these are things that people need to start thinking about now. People are concerned about the situation. I would say rightfully so. I'm concerned about the situation. CDC is concerned about the situation. And that is light that lit the world on fire. That. Right there. The CDC. On the same day it closed its E Valley. Uh, and the same hysteria. It's the same people. This is the exact same day they closed the book on the big hysteria around vaping-related lung illness. And they moved to another lung illness because that pretext didn't work. But it sure primed the media. 18 months of epidemic. Seven months of vaping-related lung illness Six months of intensive coverage by the mainstream media delivering dramatic announcements of new cases every day and new deaths every day accompanied by pornographic, uh, you know, just rubs the erogenous zone of a progressive to have, to see those pictures of those young kids with the ventilators down their mouth, ventilators, the ventilators, where are they? Well, I guess they got used all up uh, for the vaping related lung illness. The ventilators, the very thing that's driving a lot of the hysteria right now, worldwide, is the lack of ventilators. Where are the pictures of, of our patients, our fine, stricken um, COVID patients? Oh, we can't do that because of privacy. Oh, but what about all of the patients' vaping-related lung illness? That was just fake anyhow, so what do we care? I don't know if it was fake. There were some people who definitely got sick from vaping, but how do you really know? This is February 25th. Everything is over. Everyone's going to get it. Your entire lives are gonna change. The CDC, public health organization, supposed to be protecting us, instigating panic. Canadian researchers suggest Iran may be experiencing a significant COVID-19 epidemic. The study isn't peer-reviewed yet, but based on models, it estimates Iran may have up to 18,000 cases. The virus is now spreading well beyond China's borders, across Asia, in Europe and the Middle East. We sort of have to say, OK, maybe travel is not necessarily the best way. To- so um, I'm going to just uh, bring this up right now. Um, So is it wise to be using uh, uh, non-peer-reviewed research? (laughs) Okay, Uh, well, we'll tell you right now that it's non-peer-reviewed, so we don't really know what it is, Uh, but now we're going to go ahead and just tell you what the hysteria is based on models. I mean, in Canada, they did the teen epidemic thing, David Hammond, you know, leaked all that data, and it wasn't even until June of the following year that, that it came out for the public, after damage done, right? We, that's what uh, Gottlieb did as CDC and FDA did in 2018 to start the whole epidemic narrative. And that data didn't come out for eight months. And then here we are, how in the hell is it possible? Well, it is possible because we know why. So for one, this doctor should have his license stripped because we're talking about a global pandemic and he's talking out of his ass. There was not even a breath between uh, the vaping-related lung illness, hysteria, and COVID. And they just went for broke. Now, here's one little political thing I'm going to bring up. Because, you know, when I'm saying that progressives, and I'm identifying them and the way they are, that's not me being political. That's me being observational. But is something that could feel more political, was that it was, is that the hair on fire trigger that got pulled here on the 25th, when the day they closed the book on a valley and they lit the world's hair on fire, because that, when you tell people it's going to be a pandemic, it's going, it's inevitable that, you know, millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions, and millions, hundreds of millions will get it, you know, 70%, (coughs) excuse me, you know, and that the the deaths are going to be like the Spanish flu. I mean, when, when you're doing that, right? I mean, you know what the reaction is going to be. And the thing is, is that this was a couple of days after uh, these good, fine folks from CDC had appeared on a uh, in the White House briefing room with the president, where the president uh, uh, not so artfully tried to uh, calm the public's fear around the Wuhan virus. And, you know, he was a bit clunky about it no doubt. And, but uh, none of the CDC people or anything spoke. If you recall, Trump got excoriated pretty hard for not letting any of his experts speak. Well, his experts spoke. All right. A couple of days later, they on, you know, in their regular, uh, telebriefing set up, they said, screw it. Public health took power. Public health is more powerful than the president of the United States or any other world leader. We'll have to see how long that lasts. But right now, the only thing between your liberty, seriously here, is a struggle between the nation's leaders and their public health agencies. So, And it's really the CDC, because the CDC leads it all. So this this was... This was public health, searching for a pretext, and boy, they have it. They have destroyed our economy. Nothing in the history of the world that's manned, not even war, has done what has happened here. So this was out on Wednesday. There it is. There's Bloomberg's piece. And so did this come across your phone feed? I don't know about you, but I have been inundated by Bloomberg headlines. Your life is changing forever. Everything's changing forever. The new normal is this. I mean, come on. Bloomberg is just, it's rotten. And so this did not come across my feed. All right. Now, let me bring up one last thing, because there was also the res- uh, apparent research that had come out about a potential use of the old malaria drugs uh, to uh, fix, up, fix you up there if you had COVID, if you, got, if you caught the bug, as, uh, as I'm so wont to say, because it's got that glib sound to it. And health, public health, they've, they've, they, they literally, we need to figure out a way to just shut down the entire public health system. Anybody that is working at any higher level needs to absolutely go. They need to be fired. I don't know how you do it, but I'll tell you, we we can't afford to have any of these people involved anymore. And no person in public health should ever again feel that they've got any right of authority to tell people what to do. I mean, we need layers now of non public health people to vet every last thing coming out of public health. One month, one year, coffee's good, one year, coffee's bad, eggs are good, eggs are bad, red meat's good, red meat's bad, red wine's good, and the media, just, just, just like this. See, we can't fire the media, but we can fire public health. So people, you got a choice. Do you run with the herd and you run with the very same people that have been destroying your own health day after day as a attempt to rip your vaping device from your cold, dead hand? (laughs) I know many of you vapers have that particular uh, position. This is going to sound harsh. But let's just be honest here. In the realities of life, we are all going to go. We are all going to go. For some, it's just a matter of sooner or later. So, the 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 whole thing here is that do we shred truth? Shred civil liberties? I'm not to civil liberties like, only oh, go my right to like walk around with my shirt off. My right to walk freely as a citizen with inside my city and state and country. Come on, say what, I mean, forget it. This is just insane. They burned down Western civilization. That's what they want to do, right? So run with the herd and we'll see you on the other side. But I guarantee you that soon, More and more people are going to choose to be outside the herd.